When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Hi, I'm Eve Kavanagh. And I'm Gerald Farrelly. And you're listening to Agony Rants. Welcome, welcome listeners to season... The new season. 170, I think, is it? <laughs> Episode 114, Neve. Wow, who knew? 114. Who knew? Who knew? I thought you'd be well tired of me now. Neve, never. I, you know, I get the feeling sometimes, you know, that, you know, maybe I'm just getting past it. You weren't listening to 98 FM this morning, were you? No, I wasn't. In. No, then that's grand. There's no problem <gasps> with you. <laughs> what did you say? I did roast you now, in fairness. Did Neve. you? Yeah, I'm sick of you being funny. <laughs> no, I, do you know what I mean? I've had enough now. <laughs> Because here's the thing, right? Welcome, listener. We get to, like, look, it's Agony Rants. I mean, if you don't know it's Agony Rants by now. What the hell? What are you even doing? No, no but there might be new people. There, there might be new people. We always love new money. Oh, new money. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Agony Rants is a show where a Eurovision winner and a comedian, her and me. Yeah. Uh, we solve your problem, heal your life and make things a little bit better for you on this Monday morning. Love it. And this is, this is like, traditionally now, uh, this is the rough Monday of the year. Okay. We're here to help. Okay. We're here Fair to enough. make it better. Okay. Um, so what happened this morning? Oh, I was doing 98 FM and they were asking me about what it's like to do a podcast with you. And I said, it's awful, <laughs> to be honest with you. And I'll tell you what I'm sick of, Neve. What? I'm sick of people coming up to me and telling me how funny you are. Yeah! And I'm annoyed about it, right? Why? I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Because you do the edit and take all my funny bits out. I'll t- <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. That Niamh, is a joke. Sorry. Neve, I'm sorry now. Okay. I'm very, I'm very judicious in the edit. I know you are. I'm very judicious. I know. Whenever First, you say something like, Inherently racist. <laughs> and like she's a national treasure, we call that out. People don't need it. Now, here's the thing I haven't heard you sing in ages. Oh. Right? Okay. I kind of forget that's what you do. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like every so often I'll be like, what's, what's the point? Like, why are we here? And okay. then I'm like, oh, because she's a great singer. Oh. Yeah. But I haven't heard you sing in ages, right? But before Christmas, you were doing the, the Ray Darcy show. Oh, yes, that's right. Yes. Singing with the orchestra. If you're, if you're in Ireland, Right, you'll know Ray Darcy. If you're anywhere else, there's no reason you should. No. Now, here's the thing. So it's, it's a big national radio show and they were doing like a little Christmas episode. Well, not so little because the orchestra was playing. It, yeah, it was like, it was in a big studio and they had the, the National Symphony Orchestra and they were doing carols. Yeah. And they'd loads of singers. They well, did. they'd four. Oh, no, six. Six, all right. Well, there was two that clearly didn't make an impact, but anyway. <laughs> You were physically there. You I saw was, them. but Neva was on my phone. Okay. Um, <laughs> so they they said because one of my friends is the producer, and she knows I love an orchestra. Yeah. She said, "Come in, Garot. You love an orchestra. We'd love to have you." I said, "Absolutely, I'll come in. And I'll sit in the balcony." Mm-hmm. So I was just sitting watching proceedings. Right. And Neve, Neve Cavanagh McGahey, <laughs> was chosen to sing "Oh Holy Night." Yeah. Now, Neve. And it's pressure now. I don't get it. I'm not. No, that really... is pressure. <laughs> that is pressure. She was valiumed up to her eyes. <laughs> I had the rescue remedy on the show. Yeah, tongue. absolutely. They, they, <laughs> she was. 
<laughs> she was propped up against the mic. But you, now, Neve, you were brilliant. Oh, thank you. You were absolutely brilliant. Now, because there was a point when I was like, now here comes the high notes. Now we'll just be very, you know, you know big breaths, Neve. Big were, breaths. Were you, were you, were you like, like? Clenched. I was like, I was <laughs> a little bit clenched. I was a little bit clenched. Dave. I didn't have a movement for about three days. <laughs> there was a part of me in the sense. Now, if she blows this note, I'll just walk out and pretend I wasn't here. But she, uh, you nailed it, Neve. Oh my god, nailed it. Oh Absolutely my god, nailed it. and I posted it in an Insta story. You did. Now I couldn't post the whole thing because there was people in front of me, and I, I, they were like visible. I know. But then there was a part of me was like, "Fact them." I know they didn't. But anyway, I didn't post. I didn't post the bit with them. I just posted you in your big high note. And Neve, what happened? The gays went wild. Did they? <laughs> they the DMs. The DMs were popping. <laughs> they were popping. Did you know it was really? I was fun. very proud. But well, you're not very pointing proud. out is I I went from being, you know, Maria Callas one minute to uh, uh, well, you're better singer than Maria Callas. Oh, darling, don't. She don't, did her best. Don't, but she wasn't great. Don't <laughs> aggravate the people, right? <laughs> She did her best. No, but, uh, and then I had to be David Bowie, like, within an hour. <laughs> yeah, you had to do, because you, then you sang Little Drummer Boy. That was very good. That was really nice, because it, it was, but it was very low compared to what I just It was, done. yeah. It was a, yeah but it was point. really lovely, because I got to do it with Jay Fish. So it was kind of running the gamut of life there. And then, yeah, and I, of course, when, when, when in no time I was Miley Cyrus on the New Year's Eve show. <laughs> I know, yeah. Now, I'll be honest with you, Neve. What? I'll be honest with you, I didn't enjoy that. Never again, Neve. You say that. Never again. You say that after everything we do. <laughs> <laughs> Never again. <laughs> and yet, never here we again. Are. <laughs> I saw your little face in the audience because you're up high. I was. I was up. I was up going now. Now don't mess it up, Nave. I know there was that look on your face. Um, you know, in in the radio. Don't make a show of me. In the radio show, it was like okay, and uh, there was a lot of meaningful glances between the two of us if something funny happened. <laughs> I know. Yeah, yeah. It was a bit like you know. Here's Elaine. She's home from Australia. You're like oh. I know. Nobody cares, Elaine. <laughs> you got to fly. There's no reason you should be on national radio. Garode, Give me a break. Garode was in full, full <laughs> indignation. He's like, what? I had better it's things to they, do. They, they do you know, they, like, that's the thing that pisses me off about Christmas. They do this thing where it's like, why are you on the news? Because you live somewhere else and you came home. I know. Do you know what I mean? You've just got off a long haul flight in Dublin Airport and they've got cameras in your face going, where have you come from? It's none of your fucking business. <laughs> Just get off a plane. People love those videos where not, people like, come home and they're all oh, roaring and crying because they're home. I know. And then there's the kids choir and... Oh, like, Trust gosh. me, by by Christmas, like by Boxing Day or Stephen's Day, everybody's wishing them home again. I know, yeah. <laughs> I remember once, a couple of years ago, I, I can't remember where, I think it was on Joanne's tour. Okay. It was right after Christmas we had a flight, we were going somewhere. And I remember being in Dublin airport <laughs> and there was like three or four girls that were like waving, waving madly at this couple that were going through departures and then the couple were like waving, waving and this was going on for ages and I was like, this is ridiculous. But as soon as the couple went through, all four girls went, oh, thanks be to Christ, I've never <laughs> seen the back of them. <laughs> I was like, that is the most Irish thing I've ever seen in my oh, life. Oh no, we've, we've all been that. You know, even if we don't show it outside. <laughs> That's you after every recording. It's like, it's like those people that, you know, they come home and they're like, they're trying to tell you how great their life is in Dubai. Like, give me a break. No, it's not. Go on back there. Um, <laughs> how was your Christmas, my love? My Christmas was lovely. I had a very family oriented. After I, you know, finished my work, it was around the 20th, which was nice. I had a bit of time off over Christmas. And this year was a little bit more involved because obviously, um, you know, we lost one of our members during the year. Oh, yeah. And yeah, so that was really that was very, sad. very emotional 
but beautiful to be together. It's the first time we were all together since the funeral, which was quite difficult. Uh, difficult, but also wonderful because I just felt because I was so busy last year for the second half. Yeah, yeah. I didn't really get the time to be in the space with the people and they stayed with me for a couple of days, which was really lovely. New Year's Eve weekend, I had a surprise party for my parents, joint 70th, and I had a wedding on New Year's Eve. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I know. We were texting each other on New Year's Eve and we are trying to... <laughs> yeah, yeah, when... <laughs> When our careers, you seem very when happy. When our careers were ending. You seem very happy. <laughs> when our careers were ending on RTE1. Um, <laughs> My favourite tweet of the evening was, you know, celebrity murder. First celebrity murder of 2024's Neve murdering Miley Cyrus. <laughs> People are so kind, aren't they? Yeah, I love They're it. They're so kind. You know, there's nothing more joyful than going on to X to see how you're doing in life. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't think that person realised how happy they made me in that moment. Made me made me laugh so much because I I said it to you and you went. I said, "Well, this is promising. This is a promising start to the year." I I I actually just pretended it wasn't happening. I know you did because after the record, I was like, "Yeah, we will never mention that again." And <laughs> um, I have to say, now Christmas. I'll be honest with you. I'm never taking time off again. Oh wow! I'm just not. I just don't. I don't survive, and I don't do well when I take time off, Neve. I just don't. I had six weeks off gigging. That's ridiculous. I'm never doing that again. No, because let's be honest, you've never looked better. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just like... I Are just, your dungarees hanging off you because you've lost weight? I, yeah, I've lost a bit of weight, yeah. I don't know. What's going on with you? Um, I, I, I've got some stomach thing. I mean, I don't think it's particularly serious. I just think, you know. Is it maybe contagious? I mean, is it like, uh, my question is, is it contagious? <laughs> no, no, I don't think it's contagious. The doctor thinks it's stress. I have very mixed feelings yeah, about I whether I want to catch it or not. <laughs> I don't want to be sick. Well, I've lost but, a good bit of weight. Like, I don't want to be sick, but, but you know, you've lost quite a bit of weight. <laughs> that could work well for I me right be, now. See, I know I have a photo shoot coming up and it could be just anxiety about the photo shoot. And listen, if this is the way it manifests itself, <laughs> Garo gets stressed about photo shoots and then he looks great in them. <laughs> like, wow. It's like, yeah, so Christmas. I Now I did, I do have news about Christmas, Neve. Oh. I do have news. What's Santa, your news? Santa Claus did deliver. Did. Santa Claus deliver. He did indeed. Now, now by is, Santa Claus, I mean me. Okay. Because I bought it for myself because nobody else bothered. Is it the famous? I bought a laminate. Oh my God! I was, do you know, I I hovered over it on Amazon. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> Last week I was thinking, I'm desperate to know if Garod has got his laminate. I actually wanted to ask you because uh, if you didn't get it, I was going to buy it for ah, you. Ah, Neve. Are you raging now? Yeah, six months. <laughs> six months, Neve, I've been talking you've about been this. You've been talking no, about you're, this you're... laminate. I kept hoping it was going to turn I was up a little. I was delighted. Do you know what? I had a visitor. One of my friends was over when the laminator arrived and I thought I'd never been so delighted. Like, Because really? like the doorbell went, it was Amazon. I was like, I know what this is. And my friend was like, what? Like, laminator, <laughs> like, what's going on, Garot? You're clearly in the throes of a mental health crisis. Is there anything we can do? And he said, he made the point, he said, you're never going to use that. And I said, D- how dare you? How Hang dare on, you? I will use it in the first 30 seconds of having it. Now, here's the thing. It sat in a box for two weeks and I didn't use it. And then last night, because I knew I was doing this today, I was like, I better use that laminator. So I laminated the instruction book. But... Oh, the instruction book. Yeah. <laughs> I've like nothing to laminate, so I'm it's just sorry. like let's have a go. You didn't, you missed this. I actually looked on the table to see if anything was actually no, laminated. No, 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 no. But from now on, everything is going to be white clean, Neve. 
I'm delighted with myself. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Did you know, I got a, you know, uh, <coughs> I got many gifts over Christmas. Uh, and what was your best gift? Well, I have lots of gifts, right? And and I, I was thinking about that coming in because I knew you were going to ask that question. I, I mean, I, I can't get to the laminator stage of things, right? Obviously, my best gift was that my, all my family were oh, lovely together. <laughs> this is the sort of shit now. <laughs> yeah. All my family was together. I can think of nothing okay. worse than all your family being together. Like, Neve, I'm sorry. <laughs> that's the worst thing about Christmas, right? Not to me. Do you know what my favourite thing about Christmas was this what? year? I was so nervous about about uh, letting it slip that we were having a surprise party oh, for my mum and dad. Yeah. I was just, I swear to God, I was on tender hooks. The ho- that's probably why my stomach was acting up. I was just, I was stressed out. Though. I just went home. Like well, on, a, Christmas a day. on Christmas Day. I was like, I'm going home. I can't deal with this anymore now. <laughs> I just, it's too much. It's too stressful. Too stressful. I couldn't even have a drink. Okay, so if you're asking me what my best gift, it's not necessarily my best gift, although my friend will be mortally wounded. Every year, myself and my friend Sarah, uh, we do, we theme our gift so that we get out of that whole thing about how much to spend or any of that, right? So we say we spend less than 20 quid on whatever we decide we're going to buy for each other this year. You know, so sometimes it's mug, sometimes it's tea towel. Eventually I had to say, stop putting my face on things. That's it. You know, <laughs> stop putting our she faces. Buy, she buy Agni Rant's merch? Yeah, no, she didn't, <laughs> to be fair. Uh, but but this year we decided the gift that we would give each other was a novelty phone case, right? And the thing about the novelty phone case now, I see now you're is that finally... The, is that the phone case? Wait to hear, wait to hear. The whole <laughs> point of it was <laughs> that we would have to keep it on for a month after we receive it, right? <laughs> and I bought her a sensible shark in a onesie one, right? With one that you can't even fit in your pocket. Right? I, I was very reserved because I wanted to buy her the one that looks like a frying pan with an egg in it, right? Because she likes eggs. And, you know, it made sense in my head. The frying pan is the size of your head, right? So so it's a phone case that's like a frying pan, but it's massive. Yes. So okay. basically your phone sits in the middle of it. <laughs> But you actually have to physically hold it like a frying pan and it's about the size of your face. But so I didn't do that because she's a nurse and she works nights and that's very unfair. Okay. Right? So she bought me something, right? Now, Neve, that's quite, that, that phone case is quite something. This is an old lady phone case. That is Nana. That, that is Nana. That is Nana's purse. Nana's purse, right? There's a little purse that has a thing and then there's credit cards. And I thought, she's been very... Um, and it's very sparkly. Like it's it's so not me. I'm gonna be honest with you, right? Well, do you know what I do you know what I find unnerving? Well, is it, it is those phone cases that people you know the phone cases that they're like the book, like that. Yeah. Like they're like the book that yeah. people put the cards in. My ma has one and my dad has one. And every time I see them, I'm just like, I think that's how you know you're old. No, 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 no. It's not really. Trust me, there's many other things that tell you you're old, right? But anyway, this the, the, you know, it was a stroke of genius on her behalf because I have to now explain to people that I did not choose this phone case. And you should. Yes, <laughs> I do. It's nearly the first thing I want to do when I see people because I think sometimes they look at me and go, Jesus Christ. And then they go, I think she chose that. <laughs> and I don't want to be that person. And she, no, you don't it is wanna, a stroke of genius. It's, it's, it's very much Nana's in hospital. Yes. And she keeps that on her lap. And, and it's got a little <laughs> handy strap that you put on your wrist, you know, one of those little holders. And then the other thing it has is so much sparkle that actually sometimes it catches my eye and I actually wanted to deny that it's my phone. And yeah. But it has made me go on my phone a lot less. <laughs> 
Well, there's a lot to be said for that, but that's a, like that. That's the sort of blame now that could cause a road traffic accident. Well, put it this way, right? Paul, her mother was over for Christmas, but here's the thing: she went out and ordered the same one the next day. <laughs> that's not great. That's not great. I ended up in the Iron Ear Hospital. Okay. Over huh? Christmas. Oh, did you? Yeah. Why? I'll tell you what happened, right? So, my boyfriend went away for five days, right? Were you pining? Yeah. During that five days... Or were you celebrating too much? Boots' claws <gasps> starts to get a bit long. I saw this now, post. What happened? Here's the thing, right? When Boots needs her claws cut, what we do is, right, I sit her on my lap like a baby. Okay. And then my other half cuts the claws. Right? Okay. So, so that's, there's some that's sort of control. Do. And what has to happen is as well, which now I have to say, I think this is adorable, right? When you're cutting her, her like her leg, paws, not not her hand paws, the okay. leg ones. I know the ones right? you're talking about, yeah. It's like she looks at them and then when you go when you go with the nail clippers onto the nail, yeah. she goes like she starts to get upset. So what you have to do is, <laughs> I know this sounds absolutely insane. And I realise that our people listen to this going like the guys need to they need to cop on. They just need like get it together, guys. Like so what we have to do is, right, when we're cutting her legs, her leg paws, okay. her leg claws. <laughs> We have to cover our eyes. Oh my God, you play peekaboo? <laughs> yeah, we just have to cover her eyes because she get, otherwise she gets upset, right? So, so she doesn't it's know a bit you're... of an ordeal. Yeah, so she doesn't know that she's getting them done, right? Okay. Because I think she thinks it's going to hurt, but it doesn't. Okay. So, my other half came back and we were just about to go to bed and I was like, her claws need cutting, actually. We should probably do that. And he said, he said, we leave them till the morning. Oh. Right? Okay. Do you think she heard you? I'd say she probably did. <laughs> and then because it was like his first night back, he, we were like, oh, we'll leave her out. We'll leave her out. She can sleep in with us. So anyway, <laughs> in the morning, what Boots does is we have a morning routine. Okay. You get a tap. I'd like to be fed, please. Come right? on. And normally you go, get away from me. It's very early. And then five minutes later, you get another tap. Okay. Just tap on the face. And then your third tap it's slightly more urgent, Neve. Okay. <laughs> it's a little bit more. Slightly this more is like definite. a third snooze, to be fair. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's very much a, this is time to get up now. Okay. And what it is, is what she does is she just opens your eyes. Right? But she does it. I know it's intimidating. It is to intimidate you, right? <laughs> because she does it with her claws out. Now, it doesn't hurt, but you just feel, you feel her claws on your eyes. And she just leaves them there as if to say, I could savage you, but I'm choosing not to. <laughs> I'm reminding right? you that I am part lion. Yeah, I'm a lion. <laughs> I'm a lion. And you should get me that little page of food, please. So, what happened was, she did that on my eye, but because her claws were so sharp, oh. there was just like a little slice. Oh, right? no. So she sliced, and because I got a shock when she sliced, a claw went into my eye. Oh, no. Right? So it kind of went down. Do you know that bit just beside yes, your nose? It just yeah. it kind of went, it went down quite far. <gasps> and because she has form, like she did nearly take out my other half's eye once, um, the Eye and Ear Hospital, when we'd been there previously, had said, if you ever get a cat's claw on your eye, it's actually, because it's so sharp, it can yeah, do a lot need, of damage. You do need to go you and need get to go checked. check, right? So I had to get up. And I did, I looked, I didn't even think of it, but I went into the bathroom to go, I think she's cut me quite badly. And I went in and I was like, that needs a bit of a stitch now, I think. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know that soft skin under your eye yeah, yeah. that just kind of flops apart. Oh my so God, I was like, okay. Apart. Yeah, I mean, it was just literally like an open wound. So I was like, okay. 
So I went down to the emergency department of the Iron Ear Hospital. Now, the emergency department of the Iron Ear Hospital is, it, like, it's very Irish. It's like, yeah, you may have an emergency, but you go down and then they like to tell you to go home and make an appointment. So oh. like, wow, great. Yeah. I yep. <laughs> How's that working out for you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we went, I made an appointment and I had to go back then at three o'clock and she just basically gave out to me about cats. Oh. <laughs> but you're okay. But I'm okay. Do we have a follow-up? Neve, we have a follow-up. Do you want to read this? Yeah. Far away. It says, Hi, Garod. Hi, Neve. I love that they're separate. Inclusive. Okay. Merry Christmas. And we have Christmas emojis. So we just want to say our mailbox was very full. <laughs> the mailbox was very full. Actually, we should clarify this before oh, we read okay. this. Okay. We had a lot of problems because I do think the wheels have been coming off people mentally because yeah. of Christmas. <laughs> There's a lot <laughs> wrong, of family time. Wrong time to take a break. <laughs> wrong time to take a break. So what we have is, and we think we're doing this judiciously, I think this is very fair. We try to be really fair about it. We always want to encourage you to email agonyrants.gmail.com. But what okay. happens is a lot of them come in to me in DMs, right? Yeah. Now, here's the problem with that. Neve doesn't have access. No, I don't. Marissa doesn't have access. And I lose them. I, like, I, you know, because I, I check Instagram quite a bit. So sometimes at three o'clock in the morning, I read a problem. And then and it, you forget. it's gone. And then the other DMs come in and... So what happens is when we, the night before a record, I have to go through and find them, mm. right? And sometimes I find them, sometimes I don't. Um, so what would be nice is if people emailed the Agony email box, yeah. agonyrants at gmail.com. Obviously, if there's a reason you can't do that, I don't know why, send them in a DM. But we're going to prioritise the ones that come into the email box. And some of them are time sensitive. When you read them, you're trying to decide who you have to get talk off the cliff first. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> well... <laughs> Anyway, we're just going to do a follow-up <laughs> to show how, how worthy it is to actually email us in, right? So this follow-up is, Hi Groat, hi Neve, Merry Christmas, couple of Christmas emojis, loving that. I want to drop you a note to say thank you. You solved my problem without even trying. That's how good we are. You're I'm, welcome. I am in the second trimester expecting my first child and very excited. Ah. Congratulations, Katie. For years, my boyfriend and I wanted to get a dog, but timing was never right. Travel and buying a house. I completely understand that. And a few weeks ago, we started the process to adopt oh. a puppy. Oh, my God. Uh, both our families tried to talk us out of it as they felt it was too much with the baby on the way. Oh, give me a break. I found their doubt very stressful and had a few sleepless nights. Bastards. One day, while listening to your podcast, I felt reassured it was the right decision. On a previous episode, Neve, you mentioned that during your pregnancy with your first son, you also decided to get a puppy and that you never regretted the decision. This led me to trust my instincts and go for it. Skip forward a few weeks. Our puppy, Nova, is well settled as part of our new family and we couldn't be happier. Love your podcast. Thanks for your brightening up my Mondays, Katie. Right, Katie, you're right. Do you know what it is? I wanted a puppy my whole life. And as you know... As I said, back in the time, I was, you know, my mum wasn't into it and then I was travelling. So when I found out I was having my firstborn, I decided if I'm home with a baby, I'm home with a dog because I might as well be happy all the way. Brilliant. Go, do you know what happened? By the time the first baby came, I already felt like I had a first baby. <laughs> <laughs> so I never had a first baby. <laughs> it really helped me even with my first child because I was less stressed. Because you could just there was, go out and leave the dog to there look was after. Two, yeah. <laughs> There was two things. It's how you introduce the dog. Mommy's going to Luxembourg to sing in your eyes. Loving it. <laughs> There'll be a Labrador in charge. <laughs> Sometimes more responsible than the parent I left behind. I mean, would, will we leave that there? I 
I'm on the last leg of my Glamour Hammer tour. I'm on my really, last leg. I feel like I've you. been here before. <laughs> <laughs> the lack of enthusiasm. Uh, no, for I'm my excited. <laughs> I'm excited. Yeah. For oh, you. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he sounds. Oh, you sound absolutely enthusiastic. Um, last leg, 20 more dates, and then it's done, and I'll never mention it again. Really? I am in Baker Street on February the 9th. I'm very excited. I am in the Museum of Comedy in London on the 20th of January. I will be doing shows in Longford, Carrick and Shannon, Balbriggan, Pavilion in Dunleary. I'll be doing a work in progress in Tala, uh, in the, the Civic. Oh. Um, and there's the Lark in Balbriggan. There's a few other ones. Right. Um, GarrowFairly.com is where all the information is. Uh, you can also go through the link in my Instagram bio. You're so tech savvy. So I'm like so impressive. So impressive. I'm like that guy. What's his name? Elon Musk. Except less opinionated. Yeah, don't be him. Less opinionated. Hashtag be less Elon. Because there's a bit of a Musk. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, be sure to check out Glamour Hammer. I can hardly wait for the next tour. <laughs> Neve, we're going to need to talk about your lack of enthusiasm. I love you. You know I love you. Neve, do you want to know more about Ireland's energy revolution? Yeah. <laughs> Good answer. How we can all be smarter energy users, what renewable technologies are coming into our homes and communities, and how small businesses can benefit from decarbonising. Is that your vibe, Neve? Yes, totally. That's how we roll. Listen to 180 Degrees, which is a podcast that will help you save money and also save energy. I'm, I'm on it now. There's an energy crisis, Neve. As a homeowner who plays the utility bills with a young this fella in my house. This is the podcast that we need. I'm so on this. Go to seai.ie forward slash podcast to find out more. That's 180 Degrees. It's a podcast. It's about energy saving and it's about Ireland's energy revolution. Love Check it. Check it out. I'm on it. Neve. We have to tell these people that we are part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. It is a network of curious, creative people making wonderful podcasts to put out into the world. Yeah, we're definitely curious. Yeah, curious. That's us. <laughs> um, and what we want is our listeners to support our show. Yes, we do. So we don't get cancelled. Yeah. 115 episodes have made a penny. Mm. We're not going to talk about it. Um, so what you can do to support our show and to keep us on the air yes. is you can become a member of Headstuff Plus by pledging as little as five euro per month. Yeah. And in return for that, you will get access to Headstuff Plus, where you will receive bonus content from our show. And from all the shows, actually. All of the shows in Headstuff Podcast Network. I mean, obviously, you're going to select that we're your favourite. So, you yes. you know, obviously, you're going to support us. Yes. But so the thing is, you don't. that doesn't mean you won't get other bonus content. So when you're signing up, you pledge your money to go to Agony Rants. Yeah. In total. In total. All of it. Yeah. I mean, we love our other people on this. On Not the... enough to pay them, Neve. No. Not enough to pay them. We would also, if you would like to um, help us out, you know, to put some food on the table, you can buy our merch. Oh, yes. We have mugs. We have totes. Oh. We also... Uh, have do not disturb signs which we need to we need to decide what we're going to do with because we've got a few of them left over right okay I think what we might do we could give them to letter writers if we feel they've given a good letter if we feel they've got a good letter well then no uh, I'm not sure about that no Neve is just worried because that's going to continue and then we'll have to buy more <laughs> no I, I don't subscribe to everybody should get a, a do not disturb oh, sign no, oh no 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 <laughs> No, the I mean, problem is, you know... Just you, ones that are particularly sad or particularly touching or particularly... Do they have you know, to be sad or touching? We want them if, funny, let's be honest. We don't want sad or touching. 
<laughs> if we feel somebody deserves a do not disturb sign. Okay. Okay. I'm I, just saying I, we, I have, we have a stock and head stuff are going to just bin them. <laughs> I don't know what the criteria is. We'll work out a criteria. We'll work we'll out a criteria. We'll figure out something. Neve's not on board. No. Um, I... The other thing we want to do is we want to cross-promote another show on the Headstuff Podcast Network because that's what we do. Yeah, we're we helpful do. people. We are helpful um, as long as we're not giving them money. One of the shows that we were promoting because we did a, a feed swap with Tell Me Everything by Liam Garrow. Oh yeah, brilliant. Yeah, so go have a listen to Liam. He's Love absolutely that. brilliant. Tell Me Everything. You'll mm-hmm. find it. It's not on Headstuff. It's on another network. Can't remember which one. But it's a good show. Yeah. Lots of good guests. The show from Headstuff that we're going to promote this week is Phoning, phoning it, in. it In. Which is an improv radio show. Yeah, it's really good. There's loads of comedians have been on it. It's mm-hmm. very funny. Yeah. It's one of my favourite shows. It's long running. Yes, it is. Great guests. Absolutely hilarious. Do we not come under technically long running? <laughs> yeah, kind of now. Yeah, we are. Episodes. I think we are. Yeah, long running. So it's time for some respect, Neve. Oh, without a doubt. From our peers. Peer respect. <laughs> That's what we want. Sure, he highly commended did that. <sighs> oh, oh don't mention the war. Anyway. Here's, here's a clip. Hello, my name is Dave Coffey and I'm the host of Phoning It In, the hilarious improvised phone-in show. It's like Joe Duffy's Liveline, except we make it all up on the spot. We've got a back catalogue of over 100 episodes featuring some of the best comedy performers in the country. People like Kevin McGahern, Alison Spittle, Killian Sunderman, Shane Dan Byrne, Joanne McNally, Michael Fry, Emma Doran, Peter McGann, Hannah Mamalas, Tony Cantwell and so many more. Join me, Dave Coffey, for phoning it in right here on the Headstuff Podcast Network. Okay, Neve, so... we have a problem. Patrick or... You can't call... She doesn't want you to use her name. <laughs> so you're going to edit that out, right? I guess. <laughs> Don't you dare. Don't you dare. We're discussing the problems. <laughs> oh, this is the first time in 114 episodes there's going to be a beep over Neve. Anyway, we can't use that name, so we need to... Which, which one yeah, are you going we'll, to do? we'll beep it. Okay, and we'll do... Hi, guys. I'm writing in the wee hours because I'm still awake, thinking of the shite that happened on New Year's Eve. <laughs> I really feel for this person. I know. That's me. That is, that is me. That is us. I did this recently. I, I tell you, I did this recently. I couldn't sleep thinking about something. And I had to have a conversation about somebody and I sat up at three o'clock in the morning and I made notes on my phone about all the things I needed to address in the conversation. Okay, good. I swear to God. So this is going okay. well. Every year, our family gets together for New Year's Eve and it's always a bit last days of the Roman Empire. <laughs> 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 Plenty of food and booze and maybe a cheeky weed jelly. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> a weed jelly. A weed jelly towards the end of the night. What a family. So you can imagine, nobody is sober and they're singing, dancing, laughing and mayhem. Love it. Always great crack, but this year, as I was doing DJ somewhere around 1am, I accidentally changed a song that was playing. Oh, I hate that when they, people change songs in the middle. No, no now, nothing against you. Like now, but... This woman has had a lot, so don't say that. <laughs> oh, okay, sorry. She's <laughs> right to the, us. The wheels come off this. Uh, sorry. My eldest brother... <laughs> My eldest brother, who who had put the song on for his daughter, age appropriate that she was still up, got very upset with me for changing the song. He called me a... He called me a what? So sorry for laughing. He called... <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm just... We haven't done one of these in a while. I'm just, I think I'm just nervous. Okay, right? go on. Okay. 
He called me. <laughs> called me a prick. He called me a prick. He called me a prick. And he was my eldest brother, who had put the song on for his daughter, age appropriate that she was still up, got very upset with me for changing. <laughs> Fuck! What is wrong with me? This is a very serious problem. It's a very serious problem. Okay. I was shocked and being squiffy started to cry at the thought that my brother reckoned I would change my niece's song choice. Seems small, but then ensued a litany of issues and he, that he's had with me over the years. Oh no. The drunken floodgates were opened and I was getting at both barrels with venom and a lot of anger, angry finger pointing. Oh, God. I was astounded and extremely upset. I am one sister in a family of four and I'm usually the one that the brothers come to for fixes and plans. So to hear he was repeatedly saying, I'll buy... Albeit. Albeit. <laughs> we better put an end to annoy you now. Albeit. <laughs> I'm really sorry. We shouldn't laugh at this because this is really sad. But actually, oh God. that word is going to set that... us off every time. Because, because I always thought it was... <laughs> He never knew how to spell it and then comes Neil, up. I actually think I'm going to quit the podcast. I think you should get Brian Dowling. <laughs> I'm really sorry. This is very unprofessional. Oh God, this is so bad. Okay. I'm so sorry. Okay. <clears throat> so, so to hear what he was repeatedly saying, albeit drunkenly, was and has since been very upsetting. I have text to apologise for the parts of hurt that he spoke about and that I can take responsibility for and told him I would never want to hurt him or his family. But that the way in which he delivered this information to me was extremely upsetting and overboard. He replied to say he'd call me soon and didn't realise that it had gone so far. So that means he's pleading the drunkard and won't remember what went on. We live in different counties, so there's no, there's now no easy meetup to chat about it. And every time I think of it, I cry. I love my family dearly and the thought of harboured ill will breaks my heart. What should or can I even do? Help, Neve and Garode. I trust you a lot. Happy New Year and please don't use my name. We did four times, but we beat them. <laughs> they, I'm so sorry. No, no, look, this do you is, know what? Like, you know, I, I realise we've been massively unprofessional. I'm <laughs> sure like you've turned off. This is, do you know what? This is quite sad in lots of ways, right? Yes. However, there's a lot of positive in here, whether you know it or not. It's just you're you're feeling the hurt at the moment. Yes. Um, I'm going to give you a name, right? Because I need to say a name, right? You know, yeah. Amy, say. Let's just say Amy. Amy we'll call her right? Amy. The thing about it is, Amy, um, there's a lot. Lots been said with drink and everybody gives gives them permission to say what the hell they like in that situation and then you know it's almost like the safety catches are taken off and yeah. and that's the excuse for you know oh that was said because I was drunk and I don't like that but people use it and all of that but actually what you've done is magnificent and believe it or not right because yeah. you texted him to apologise for your part so you took responsibility for what you yeah. felt was important you thought about what they said as much as it made you upset and then you told them that uh, that you you were extremely upset and hurt. Yeah. So you highlighted the problem. You said what you needed to say. You apologised for your part in it. Everything you need to do in problem resolution. What's wrong for you is that you feel you didn't get back what you needed. Exactly. Right. And to be honest with you, 
people go overboard. I would say that that is one of those things where it's not really about you. It's really about how your brother is feeling. So I feel sorry for him because obviously he's going through some stuff. Yeah. Uh, the other thing I'm going to say is that you have a choice. You have a choice now. You can bring this to the table. If you need to resolve this face to face, then you make a time and go and sort it. Yeah. Right. But actually, men and women resolve things differently. Yeah. And and in his head, it's probably already resolved. Exactly. I was just going to say that I think what has happened here is, right, he got drunk. Yeah. And I know it's not an excuse. No. But then at the same time, it is an excuse. Yeah. Right. And the thing about families is there is always harboured ill will. Oh, always. There is just be, and, and that's purely because the amount of time you've spent together. And you spent your whole lives together. And, and there is, like you make a good point, there is no safety catch. No, we families. never put our safety catches on with our family. And we, no. uh, you know, and the, because we feel we are loved in the same, you say that, you love your family. They love you too. Yeah. The truth is, if somebody goes off on you like that, there's one or two things happen. Either they're going to kill you because they're a psychopath or they love you and they feel safe in that environment to actually let go of all the stress that's in their life. And I guarantee you, despite all the things he said, they're probably not the thing that's the problem for him. Yeah. And he probably, because you've dealt with this over text, he probably does consider this out in the open now and, and aired and, and done and solved. But for you, it's clearly not. And you, now you say that you are in different counties there's no way to resolve this. And I would say, look, if this is something that's causing you sleepless nights. It's worth a drive. It's worth a drive. And j- even I, if I you really just go and do. stand in front of him and say, will you please hug me? I need it. Exactly. I know exactly. that sounds and weird. And that could be all you need. And it could be just that you need to go for a coffee and go, look. Yeah. That was awful. Yeah. And and just that you both admit it to each other face to face, go, that was awful. Like, what, 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 like, how did that happen? And it, it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to. Mm-hmm. You don't have to delve into what happened. Um, no, really, like because... Like, sometimes that's really nice. You don't choose to carry this because what happens is now you're upset because he won't remember what on. So you're already getting annoyed with him, you know, and actually, I don't think you want to be. I think you love him, and you, but you want to feel validated and I totally understand that. But actually, if you need that validation, then you need to stand in front of him and get him to hug you and tell you he loves, he loves you. You know, exactly. And, or if you and, need to hear I'm enough. sorry and if you need to hear I'm sorry from him then you need to go and tell him that tell but you that. need to yeah. see it face to face and he needs to see it face to face start with a hug and tell him you love him but that you're hurt and you need to, you need to fix it. And do you know what and it's okay it, like it's, you're not being needy there. No. You're just like that's that's just the thing I need to move on. And yeah. like the, and he probably doesn't need it but that's but maybe he does. And do you know what the other side of this is? The other side of this is that you go I won't do this. I won't have this conversation. Yeah. And the problem with that is that's the bit that will end up damaging your relationship because yeah. it's going to take you a while to get over this. It's going, you're like you're having sleepless nights mm. and you, on some level, whether you realise it or not, you blame him for those sleepless nights. And, and it is his fault. No matter how much you love him and how, no matter how much you want to forgive him, he's the reason that you're going through stress at the moment. So Yeah, that's true. And that's an easy way to resolve it. The other way is for you because if you feel that you're not going to get you know, because only you know what he, what your relationship with your brother is like or what he's like as a communicator. But here's the thing. If you feel you're not going to get resolution from that, then you have to decide that's done. Yeah. And and don't carry it because actually you've yeah. done the right thing here. Except for changing the song halfway through. No offence, like, nobody. <laughs> Who does that? Who does that? It annoys me. My kids do it all the time. I go, and I was listening to that. No. <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't mean any bad about that. No, no, forget, I know I can't. Like, I can't. I can't let that go. Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, but do you know what I mean? I'm not saying that. I don't mean that. that. That's to make it lighthearted. But the reality is, sometimes we have to make choices when we're in that situation with people, you know, where they've hurt us, and maybe they don't feel the same hurt about it. Maybe they don't even know or not care that they've said it. It's been very flippant, and and so they're not carrying it the same way. So sometimes we have to make a choice and go, okay. Am I going to carry this or am I not? And sometimes you have to go, do you know what? I love him. He loves me. Whatever's going on with him, if I can help him, great. If I can't, this is not about me. And I yeah. guarantee you, it probably isn't. No matter what he brought up in the thing, he's probably, you know, it's probably just random stuff he's grabbing at that he knows will upset you. And do you know the <laughs> other side of this as well is you say here that you're fa- you're from a family of four and you're the only girl. No, no, it's, so, he says I'm one of four girls, isn't it? He says I am one sister in a family of four. Oh, right. Okay, so all the boys. So it's all the boys, and I would imagine. Oh God. I would imagine that. You know, with a lot of boys, one girl, there's a bit of rough and tumble. And I, but at the same time, I would imagine that they are very protective of you. Yeah. So I would imagine that they, he will be on board with this. Oh, no, totally. And you know what? The other thing is, boys, they, they say what they need to say and then it's all over in their heads. They don't carry it the same yeah, way. I mean, it's, it's very different. Us women, we like to pick away at things and we kind of carry it like, it's really tragic, but it is true. So it's probably well over for him. And he has intimated that. He doesn't even feel the worry about that. So I think, but if you need that resolution, then just go stand in front of him and tell I him do, he needs to you hug should. you. You are entitled to your apology. You're entitled to your face to face. And I think you might be the one to have to make that happen. So just go do it. Okay, Neve, we have another problem. We do. And, and you read this one because I'm never reading a problem. Again. Oh my God, that just was endless. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for your support. I know. You're amazing. So, dear Neve and Grode, I love Agony Rants. I'm an OG fan. Maybe that's an AG fan. It means right because I've all day I've been trying to figure out what OG means. Original. Oh, an original. Is it fan. original? What is it? I don't know. Ori- uh, original gangster. Is that isn't that what it means? I don't know. Uh, original. Anyway, you're a, you're one of our fans. We're going to take that. I don't know if you're a fan of somebody else, but anyway, um, I have been listening since the beginning. Love Queen Neve for all of my life. Wow, that means okay. It means they're young. They're under yeah, thir- you made your point, Patrick. Move on. Means they're, means they're under 30. <laughs> and I first heard of Grode when he did a Zoom gig for us Aussies during COVID. Oh, I love Aussies. I love it. Anyway. I don't think I did a Zoom gig. We should do a joint tour down there. You, Shania Twain. You're I did do an... I, I like. haven't thought of... I did do a gig for the Aussies. There you go. And do you know why I remember it now? Because my cousin was watching it. There you go. He lives in Australia. Anyway. Your Shania Twain story made me laugh so much I sw- and I swooned. Well, well, well. Wow. I must have had a good t-shirt on. <laughs> well, you know what? Any of those Zoom gigs I did, I was wearing a t-shirt on the top and I was boxer shorts on the bottom. Oh my God, he's swooning yeah. even more now. Business on the top. <laughs> <laughs> Business on the top, funky on the bottom. I have to tell you, I was in my jammies Didn't most of the time. Didn't wear shoes for eight months. <clears throat> Go on. Um, <laughs> I have a problem and I hope you can help because it is really starting to bother me. I've been living in Melbourne and Australia for the past seven years and it's very much home. I have a brother and sister still living at home very close to my parents. I love my parents, but I'm not close to them. We had a turbulent relationship when I was growing up and they were very disapproving when I came out as they are very religious and I was even brought to the parish priest. Sad but true. What? Yeah, well, you know. 
It's a certain generation. It's okay. Oh, God. I'm really sad that happened because that should never happen to anybody. But to be honest, I think I was brought to the parish priest for something at one point as well. But, was, <laughs> <laughs> but I think it was probably my worrying desire to perform everywhere. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, it was probably, it was probably, well. <laughs> it's probably <laughs> The problem is both my parents treat me like I am living down the road. I am sick of receiving texts from them about things they need done around the house or phone calls at crazy o'clock because my mother wants to tell me that my father has a cold. I'm on the other side of the world and there is nothing I can do. I'm well aware that my brother and sister have to carry the load, but I don't know what, if anything, I can do about that. I moved away with very good reasons and I'm not going back. I'm sure they miss me, but I also feel like they are guilting me the whole time for going away. I'm in Ireland for Christmas and they have already started the conversations about me moving home, which is just not happening ever. I also have a boyfriend in Melbourne that they are not interested in even hearing about. I have stupidly said I'll stay for a month. So I'm here until the 13th of January, which is why we're doing this problem today. (laughs) Um, I will be seeing other friends and family, but I'd love to have a proper conversation with them about all of this because I feel if things don't change, I could end up cutting them off, which sounds very harsh. But being really honest, I'm not sure what I'd be losing. What do you think? Am I a monster? Love you both. Thanks for the giggles, Patrick. So many, so much to unpack in this one. There's, yeah, I know. It's so funny because when you were reading that, I I was swinging from one end to the other. I know, you're up in arms at times. Yeah, and then, yeah. yeah. One minute I'm like, cut them off, they don't deserve you. And then the other side of it is, they are your parents. Yeah, no, that, that, and at the end of it all, that's it, isn't it? You know, whether you like it or not. And I'm not saying because, you know, it's not good that they couldn't accept and they tried to do all those things. But actually, that seems like a long time ago in some ways. And... I think what this I tells me is that they really miss you. They do miss you. Mm. And, I, and I do think there's an element of tough luck in that. Yeah, I know it is. And I'm, I, but, to be fair, you need to stick with your choice. I'm not saying that, you know. That's yeah, not yeah, it. no, 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 I know what you mean. But th- this is my thoughts, right? Okay. I think that you don't have an authentic relationship with your parents. No, it's very difficult. It's very fraught. So what your parents are doing is... Uh, they are having the relationship with you that they feel they should have. It's not, they don't necessarily, they don't necessarily have this relationship. They know you're not interested in your dad as a cold. They know that you can't do anything because they need, you know, something picked up from the shops okay. and you're on the other side of the world. So they're trying to find ways to communicate is, you. Yeah. yeah. They're, what they're doing is, they're. I, I think they're kind of overcompensating for the fact that they don't really have a relationship with you. So what you need to do, I think, is you need to try and establish what that relationship is. Yeah. So whether that is we'll have a monthly Zoom call or we'll have a mm-hmm. we'll have a thing, you need to sit down with them and you need to make things clear because I think like if you are somebody that is living in Australia and your parents and you're very well set up in Australia. Yeah. You've got someone there, you have made it clear you're not coming home ever. Like, in your mind, you're not coming home ever. Mm -hmm. If your parents are still saying, when are you coming back from your year away? The reason they're doing that is because you haven't made it really clear that you're not coming back. Yeah. And I think that what you need to do is, and that just all comes from the fact that you don't really have this, the communication lines aren't really open, I think. And that happens to a lot of people when there's a bit of a, 
Well, they lose trust in each other. Well, th- when there's a bit of when there's a bit of turbulence around coming out. Yeah, that's because, tough. It's because tough. coming out is like it's tough for both sides. It's hiding. Yeah, it is that's tough. That's what it is. It's tough for both sides up in some yeah. ways. Not always, but the thing is, it is tough for the certain generation who grew up when it was at, you were choosing a different difficult life, or maybe a life they don't understand. Right? I know. Yeah. And that is very tough. That is tough for parents because they want yeah. your life to be good and they want to be this, and they. They always don't want you to move away. It doesn't matter where you go. They don't yeah. want. They don't want you away. Uh, you know, my feeling is that <clears throat> you are feeling some guilt about not being there for your parents. Everybody who lives away feels that. Everybody who does. Yeah, of course they do. Everybody does. I mean, even yeah. if you're only over the other side of the city and you can't get over to help. I don't feel guilty. No, I know. That's not my that's, problem. That's not the same. Not my problem. But, you know, Twelve but... minutes if I use the tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 12 minutes away from my parents if I use the tunnel and my mother still says to me will you ever move closer? I know, I'm two no. hours away so I you know, I understand that I live away and it's nearly always our responsibility and you feel the pressure that other people are doing what you need to do. Yeah. Okay, so here's my take on it, right? The thing is, I think you're feeling a bit guilty about that. You shouldn't. No. You should absolutely not feel guilty about that. You need to live your life choices and to be fair, they put you through something that they probably regret but didn't know what, how better to char- handle it at the time. But they, you're still their boy and they love you. And that's the truth. That's probably at the root of it. It's unlikely they, did, they don't love you because if they didn't love you, they wouldn't have yeah. anything to do with you, right? Yeah. So I think the conversation starts with, I love you, but I don't know how to tell you any clearer that this is where my life is. I wish you understood my life, you know, and it hurts me sometimes. Yeah. And, and, like, and sit down and say, this is my boyfriend. Show them photographs yeah. of the two of you. I mean, and be just selective now. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Don't like copy them into a folder. Yeah. <laughs> don't don't tell them to be swiping. Yeah. No swiping. <laughs> no swiping. You know. You know when you give you somebody ho- their phone. Here's a photograph, and then they start moving it. You, and hold, you go, the oh, hold, on, hold, you on, hold the phone. You hold the phone. What I'm saying is, your choices are completely valid. You live away. You've set up a really good life. They should be enjoying that. I I you know I think it's very difficult when you know that your parents are home. They're vulnerable, and. It's their way of, you're right, Grode, that it's their way of reaching out to ha- try and have a yeah. conversation with you, but they don't know how to. So yeah. actually, in a weird way, because we're the ones away, we are responsible for recreating the dialogue. And, yes. And also how that's going to happen. And you're right. Setting up a, a regular Zoom is lovely because they physically yeah. see you and then you can inch the boyfriend in. Um, what, the, the, <laughs> have him in the background yeah. doing the show, show him doing chores, you know, drying, drying. Oh, they love it if you're drying yeah, dishes yeah. and all that stuff in the background. You know, th- what I'm saying is wearing nothing but an apron. Yeah. Mm, well, no, it just introduce it gently. It's very difficult in the sense that they, well, you, you basically came out and then by the sounds of it, you went away. So they haven't seen what your life is. Exactly. And what you do need to do, and like we do need to be clear about this, you need to bat them back a bit. Yeah. What you need to do is you need to make it clear that A, you're mm-hmm. never coming back. B, you have a boyfriend you're very happy with. Yeah. C, they're making you feel guilty because they're telling you about things that you have no control over. Yeah. And that has to stop. But I think what they need as well, you need to start with reassurance. Yeah. Reassurance that you love them, that you're having a really fantastic life and that you miss them. Yeah. You know, you miss, I miss you, the mom and dad. I miss the fact that we can't have an easy conversation. Is there any way we can change that? I think going in and being all gung-ho about it, it, it creates a problem that you can't actually get past. Now, if they still are difficult in that situation, then you are within your rights to go back and say, I'm done with that. They're inching towards you. Like they like they are the ones, they're, they're making an effort to have some communication yeah. with you. So all you need to do is adjust that to the communication that you want. 
I do think it's important that you address the guilt. Yeah. Because I do think that when when parents take that tack, I always get the impression that there's a bit of desperation around it. And that what you need to do is you need to say, that's not going to work. Yeah. But you just like, you, 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 like, you can throw all the guilt you want at me. Yeah. But I know what it is. And I'm not dealing like I, Oh yeah, no, you don't just because someone tries to make you feel guilty doesn't mean you have to accept it. Exactly. You know, but I think there's an element of you being over there maybe thinking I'm not doing enough. And maybe look at that in yourself first to see, is there more you can do? That might be fulfilled by literally a Zoom call a month. I, I mean I have to say my twenty uh, year old was home, he's turning twenty one this week, right? And um I keep saying to him, I can't believe you left me with these two Muppets here. Come home. He's, you know, I, I love my husband and my, my eldest son, but they are the same person. And, and I love them both dearly, but I the only sane person is living in Manchester. <laughs> no, I'm joking. You know, but here's the thing, right? I want him to come home, not because I want, I'm not yeah. celebrating his life. I miss him. Yes. Right. And so I joke with him about it and I say, I want you to come home, but I want you to know you can come home at any time. And you know, li- reading this, I'm I'm nervous now. I feel like I need to go out and ring him and make sure that he understands that I celebrate in his life. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And I, d- it's not that I don't want him to come home or that I I need him to come home, but I just miss him. You just miss him, and, and that's and, fair. And, and the thing is, because you started off with this whole problem of they weren't good with the coming out, and to be fair to to them and to you, you know, it it's not nice that they've to put you through that. It's not nice. You should be validated for every time if you come out. It should be, you know, something that they you know, embrace and love. Uh, but they maybe didn't know how to do that. You know, if the f- mere fact they and brought you to the parish priest m- tells you that they don't. Oh they don't. They didn't know. Like, but the other side of this as well is what you have to do is you have to be, meet, you, you need to be careful that you're not hiding that from them. Yeah. So like you, you can't, like you're an adult now. You can't, you know, have that little thing in your head. Oh, I won't say the word boyfriend to my dad or I won't yeah, say I like that, like, like I won't, you know, let on that, you know, or, or pretend I don't live with him or something like that. Like, just make sure you're being really, really honest about all of that stuff. What's because happening is you're living a, a life for the last seven years in Australia. Yeah. Right? You've and that no they problem don't know about. Yeah. And, and you've no problem with it. So, so share just, it. Just, so just share it. And, may, and and because that's the only way that they'll get used to it mm-hmm. is if they're exposed to it. I, so just make sure you're not keeping stuff from them. I always say, you know, the way you tell somebody something in your life actually nearly always dictates how they're going to respond to it. Give me your parents' address I'll go around and backhand them for you. <laughs> I mean, enough of your bullshit. Do you know what? And ask them for an apology. Say you want an apology for being brought to the parish priest. Well, it's a, that's a bit difficult. You know, <laughs> it's, I, I don't even know how to really deal with that one. Imagine, like, the parish priest. I know, but it's of its time. It's of its time growed and where it is. Some people just don't know what to do. I think the mere no, fact that, that they did that. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> I I don't agree with it. You know, I think you, you know, but What about the parish way. priest now? Well, at fairness. <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole other show. Probably take head to bottom. <laughs> <laughs> it's been we've had a wonderful day. Oh my God. It's been wonderful to be back. <laughs> You should not have had that Baraka. <laughs> Do you know the only the only comfort I'm taking away from this is that you have to edit this. It's going to take you hours to edit this. <laughs> hours. <laughs> it's been wonderful to talk to you, Neve. Always. I love the bones of you. Um, Agnirance at gmail.com if you want to get in touch. We would love it if you would subscribe to Headstuff Plus and you yes, will please. get a Vintage Rants episode. There's another one coming out, I think, on the 11th of January. Oh, my gosh. That's this Thursday, isn't it? Yeah, it is this, this Thursday. Thursday. We'll chat to you soon. Love it. Bye. 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 
This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com. Produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com.